You are listening to the audio recording of a video production that may contain visual elements, including charts, slides, and demonstrations. The full video is available on YouTube with more in-depth articles at jamespacini.com. The Ethereum merge is going to take place in just a few days. During this period, we're expecting extreme volatility and volumes on crypto exchanges. This presents an interesting scenario for low timeframe systems trading. My name is James Buccini, and on this channel I create content about blockchain development and decentralized finance. I'm not a financial advisor, this is not financial advice. Ethereum merge is when Ethereum is going to migrate from a proof-of-work algorithm to a proof-of-stake algorithm. And this brings with it a lot of challenges and a lot of opportunities. One of the biggest things is it's going to reduce the energy consumption of Ethereum by about 99% or greater than 99% because there's going to be no miners anymore. And all the rewards that were going to the miners, about 10% of those rewards are now going to go to stakers of Ethereum token. These people are already holding Ethereum, so they're more likely to stake future rewards, which means there's going to be a massive cut in the supply. This is being called a triple halving event because it's basically an equivalent of three Bitcoin halvings all in one go. We've never seen this kind of supply chock in a major digital asset before. It'd be really interesting to see how this plays out in the long term. However, in the short term, I think the merge provides a really interesting scenario for short-term trading, and that's what I'm going to be looking at in this video. So what we're going to be doing is looking at some of the risks involved, how that might affect short-term trading, and then kind of create a system around trend following and kind of setting up a systems trading bot to trade this period of time just immediately during and after the merge. Finally, we're looking at some discretionary overrides and how I'm basing that on kind of the network health of Ethereum during this period and kind of how I'm keeping an eye on that using some custom software which I've developed and open sourced on GitHub. So I think the main risk involved that we need to be aware of is the potential for a denial of service attack. This is something that I've spoken a little bit about already and hopefully I'm just worrying for no reason. But I think there's the potential here for someone to put on a big short position and then kind of go after some of the core infrastructure with distributed denial of a service tax, which will basically take those systems offline during the merge. It'll either cause something to go wrong or it'll make it look like something's gone wrong. And that will affect the, the trading price of Ethereum at this time. So if you look at something really simple, for example, like Etherscan, if someone done a distributed denial of service attack on Etherscan, it wouldn't actually affect the merge at all or the underlying network, but it'd be really bad from an optics point of view because it would look like something's gone wrong or Etherscan wouldn't be working correctly. And what that would mean is that traders would either panic or kind of use the opportunity to put in short positions and then there'd be a sell-off in the markets. And this would only be for a short time, obviously, because once people figured out that it's not kind of a significant problem and the merger has been actually been successful, then the markets would recover and bounce back. If the merge goes through and everything goes through as expected, then there's two kind of scenarios. We can either kind of see a sell the news event where it's just an anti-climax, everything's gone through as we expected, no, no drama, and the markets start to sell off from everyone that was kind of long going into the merge. The other scenario is that anyone that was kind of hedged going into the merge might want to then kind of close their hedge and start kind of getting long again on Ethereum for the long-term positioning and probably allocating that capital to spot markets where they can get a return from the staking rewards on the Ethereum token. So let's take a look at a really simple example of a trend following strategy. Here we've got a chart up. This is a minute chart, I believe, for ETHUSD. We've got kind of a fitted moving average and the little arrows are kind of when you're getting long and short. And you can see as the market goes up, it moves away from this moving average. And if the price is, which is represented by the green and red bars, is above the blue line, which is the moving average, then we're long or we're, we're buying that asset. 
And then if the price moves below the blue line or the moving average, then we're getting short. Or we're short selling that asset, betting that the price is gonna go down further. If you look at a little period with a scissors icon, then this is the real challenge with trend following. If markets start to range, then your strategy gets chopped to pieces and you essentially lose money. These strategies work well when the market is moving in a specific direction or there's big swings in price, and you can capture a lot of that movement before the price reverts back down to close out your trade. This is the kind of strategy that I'm gonna be trading on the day of the merge, and have a position going into it based on the, the current trend, and then as the price kind of fluctuates, we kind of, we kind of see that volatility and volume spikes, then what I'm gonna be doing is kind of following a trend at any one time and allowing that to play out. And if the price kind of crashes down because something's gone wrong, then I'll get short and following that price downwards until it kind of recovers. And until the volatility and the volumes die out, then I'll keep that strategy open as long as it doesn't kind of get to a stage where I think that there's a strong chance that the price might range. I'm not gonna publish my own code for this because I don't want other people to lose money, but there is some example systems, trading bots, and order execution strategies on my website. This is one of the rare situations where we're actually gonna be considering using market orders rather than limit orders for certain kind of trades because the price flips in one direction. I really wanna value the speediest of execution. I wanna take liquidity from the markets rather than focusing on getting the most optimal price. The time factor is really critical here. I also want some discretionary overrides. The reason for this is that I think that there's a chance that if something does go wrong, then I can maybe react faster than the majority of market participants. I've actually built some custom software for this. So if we take a look at this code, I'm running this from Node.js, a console which is currently running on Windows, but you can run it on anything. And you can see we're tracking Infura, Alchemy, Etherscan, Flashbots, a bunch of the RPC networks, uh, Binance and FTX. And then we've got the total difficulty, the block size, the number of transactions per blocks, the ETH supply, the ETH2 staking rewards, a number of other things, and also a countdown from when we're expecting the merge to take place. If something does go wrong, then I can take a look at this and see what part of the network is affected. If it's just an isolated service, which might have been hit by a denial of service attack, or if it's something more significant. And I'm also gonna set up some of the nodes on virtual machines, running the different execution and consensus clients to see if there's any problems with individual clients. So that's how I'm gonna be setting up and trading the merge. No, this is all kind of short-term focused. Over the long-term, I think the migration to proof of stake and the economic benefits of the merge is gonna be really positive for the Ethereum token. And, and even with this kind of going on, I'm always gonna be net long because of my investment portfolio, which I keep separate from trading. I don't have enough conviction in my trading abilities, put all my funds into a single systems trade. And you should bear that in mind, not copy trade people off the internet. I hope you found this video useful and informative. Please hit the like button for the YouTube algorithm, subscribe for updates, and check out my blog and newsletter if you want to learn more. Thank you for watching.